Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Bringing hope to the dark world of human trafficking is what drives the work of Unbound Waco. In 2012, a group of people out of Antioch Community Church wanted to address this scourge of modern-day slavery. Susan Peters is founder and executive director of Unbound. Now, I'm so happy you're here with us today. You've been so dedicated to helping these human trafficking victims. You know, it's not just sex trafficking victims, but also people in the workforce, laborers. Right. Tell me about how all this got started. Well, um, my position with um, Antioch, I went and visited missionaries over around the world, and it just started with everywhere I went, whether it was meeting child soldiers in Uganda, seeing child sex trafficking in Thailand or India, just so much. There was just human trafficking everywhere and just was so burdened by it and just thought, we've got to do something about this. And so finally in 2012, I started doing more research and we just realized that there was so much sex trafficking, particularly going on in our own community, as well as other communities around our own nation. And so we started Unbound focusing on our community and then we've multiplied out to other cities now. Well, what has surprised you the most in what you've learned about this issue? I, I think a lot of people would be amazed at how widespread it is here locally. Absolutely. I, uh, absolutely. The numbers, you know, mm. just had no idea how vulnerable our young people are. And with social media and the explosion of that and the barriers being really low for who's my friend, who I'll go meet with, and how slick these perpetrators are at convincing someone that they're a safe person for them to meet and then them to be pulled into this. Is, is astonishing. I know you've had probably lots and lots of stories of people you've come across in all this, you know, all kinds of ages too, right? right. Yes. Do, do any come to mind? Oh, lots of stories come to <laughs> mind. Um, I mean, we've been able to, you know, serve victims from six to 60. Um, in the illicit massage parlors, the Asian women t- typically tend to be a little bit older. That's why it kind of makes those numbers high. But Um, The average age that we serve is usually between 15 and 22. Um, They come from all kinds of different backgrounds, but the most vulnerable are kids that are in the foster care, um, uh, just family homes where there's not much of an adult presence there or they're not watching the social media, things like that. And so I think, you know, the encouraging time is when you see someone get their life back. 
and um, or you see the perpetrator be held accountable so you know he's not going to hurt anyone else. Um, one story that comes to mind, I remember when a mom called me and her 16-year-old um, what, thought she was texting with someone that she thought would be a date. Um, it was in the summer, and then he wanted her to go swimming, and so she agreed to do that, went outside their subdivision, and got in the car, and it was a trafficker. Oh, my gosh. And um, and so she called and was just desperate for help, and we were able to secure a safe um, house for her with um, good therapy and counseling, things like that, and then worked with uh, the AG's office that ended up getting that trafficker 40 years and so, you know, being able to give that support to a mom, single mom, trying the best she can to help her daughter and just really needing that support, needing to be connected to resources and seeing our, our team and our volunteers really step up and help with that. And that's, that's what I see every day. Is there a profile? Is there somebody that fits, you know, the, the pattern of who'd be a trafficker? Unfortunately... You know, it's it's morphed over time. You know, mm. initially it was, you know, gangs were turning to trafficking, um, cartels, uh, drug dealers, whether it was a single drug dealer or someone who had a bigger operation, also incorporated human trafficking because it's so lucrative. You know, drugs or guns you can sell once, but a human being you can sell over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Um, but now, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we've had cases across our nation where a, a cheerleader, ended up selling one of the other cheerleaders on her squad. And we've had business people, all kinds of uh, people can be a trafficker, unfortunately. And that's why they're so vulnerable to befriend them because there's not a classic look. It may be a female, it may be a male, it may be someone young, it may be a peer, or it may be someone older. And so that's what makes it difficult. It's frightening when you, you do a lot of training, I know. Yes. Um, What has that meant to be able to go, into schools, not only to oh, train teachers, right. but but the other kids to be on the lookout for oh, this kind of it's, thing. It's really some of the most important work that we do. All of our offices are in schools doing trainings, um, you know, with staff, teachers, administrators, nurses, law enforcement, for sure. We want them to be able to recognize those signs and understand it, but also within the students. And the students are absolutely glued to the material because we cover you know, how to stay safe from a trafficker. How do you stay safe on social media? We tell real stories with real cases in our community that hits home. So it's like, okay, this is not, you know, a movie I'm watching. Make believe, yeah. Yeah. And so it really makes them go, okay, I've heard of that. Or, oh my goodness, I am texting with this older guy. You know, maybe this isn't a safe situation. I mean, we talk about sexting, which is prevalent in the schools. We talk about the criminal impact of that, you know, that it it can be distribution of pornography, child pornography, if they get an image of an underage person and they forward it to someone else. And so we've literally in our trainings had boys sitting on the front row deleting images <laughs> off their phone, you know, and it's just, they just didn't know. They just didn't know. Things are just happening so quickly. Yeah. Um, and I think parents aren't aware of how many social media apps their kids have. And so that's what I would say is the education for parents. I mean, I, I was a parent. I raised four girls and the, the, Social media was growing so fast, it's hard as a parent to keep up with those yeah. things. And yeah. so... Have, well, yeah, well, like TikTok, all these different ones that you hear about, mm-hmm. but mom and dad aren't on it, and they don't even Understand have a it. clue. Sure. Yeah, and, what, and how that can jeopardize a person's safety, oh, depending gosh. on what they post. And so we are really, really glad to be in there. Of course, with COVID, we've had to transition to um, webinars and things like that. And so our numbers are a lot lower. We're still doing it. We're um, 
teachers can get that training. We also have a training where all across Texas that people can learn to be a trainer so that they can train in their own communities. And so um, they can go on our website, unboundnow.org, and, and find out how to do that because we want our students to be kept safe. They're the ones that are being targeted, and we need this training out there. And so we look forward to when the schools will be back open. And of course, you hear stories about little children that are just kind of snatched. And I think that's maybe one of the big fears that people have. Is I, that as common as it's we would not, think? It's not. I would want to relieve the audience's fears. We really don't see that. Um, that's not really what human... Tra- it, of course, it does happen. Yeah. Yes, it does happen. But we've not had a case, and we've served thousands of uh, visitors, I mean, uh, victims. And so it's through relationship. It's through building... Um, those relationships with people they think will be their friend that pulls them into this. It's not the kidnapping um, that the movies portray. Well, let's talk about law enforcement. I've had the honor to uh, interview you along with Sheriff Parnell McMurray yes. and, and Detective Joe Scaramucci. I mean, you're you're the three. You're, <laughs> you're my three when they're I think my about it. Yeah. They are amazing. Yeah. And what, what McLennan County has been able to do in, in putting a bite yeah. into this um, let's just talk about them and talk about that work that uh, the sheriff's office is doing. I, I cannot say enough about Sheriff Parnell McNamara because he stepped up to the plate right away. Yeah. And he said, this this can't happen on our watch. How do we protect our community? And he was willing to step outside of the box and learn, hey, these, these guys operate at different levels. He was able to just really empower uh, Detective Scaramucci to, because, you know, these are, these cross jurisdictional lines. These traffickers go throughout the city, throughout the state, across states. And so you have to do law enforcement differently to really get these guys. And I mean, Joe is, I would put him up as having the most expertise of anyone across the nation. And it's, he's relentless. And so he has seen convictions on traffickers who they had cases in other states and they just couldn't get them. And Joe really works with other organizations, other agencies, really digs until um, he can hold them accountable because he knows if we don't get him, he's going to jeopardize the health and the safety of other people. Yeah. And they have worked with yeah. other law enforcement agencies and, and trained them and mm-hmm. just kind of grown mm-hmm. this work out of Central Texas. Right. Um, it's, it's also growing to the Dallas and Fort Worth area. Tell mm-hmm. me about something that just recently has yeah. happened there in Fort Worth. Yeah, we're super excited. Our, um, our offices across Texas, our unbound offices are in Waco, College, Bryan College Station, Houston, and Fort Worth. Wow. Our Fort Worth office, just last week, we opened a drop-in center for trafficked youth. And we are very, very excited about it. It's open 24-7 with unbound advocates that are there. The kids can walk in and come there. Law enforcement, if they pick up someone, they can come. We have a soft interview room, which means they're not taken to the police station to a scary, white, sterile room to be interviewed. We have all of that in a very warm, inviting space for them to feel safe, feel supported um, with an advocate that will be available. We have a therapy dog named Wilbur, (laughs) and he's a Labradoodle, and he's trained and um, great staff. So we're very, very excited about the work we'll be able to do there. Yeah, we're shocked at how prevalent it is here in Waco, but um, in a metroplex, it's, the numbers have got to be stunning. Mm-hmm. We Last year, our team in Fort Worth served 150 victims. Wow. And so the numbers are high, absolutely. I'm so, so grateful that they're out there. The advocates are out there 24-7. They're meeting with them. They're working with law enforcement, working with other agencies, you know, coming alongside, taking them to any appointments that they have. It could be a doctor's appointment. It could be um, an interview for a forensic interview or something like that. Um, 
uh, and they're right there with them to give them that support and help them get their life back on track. Well, it does seem like lately on social media all over the country, I'm seeing more and more stories about major busts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Well, I mean, we are fortunate that the administration and in the past administrations have been very supportive in attacking um, human trafficking and have given resources. I mean, we, we here and in our Fort Worth team with, with in conjunction with the Sheriff's Office in Tarrant County just received a federal grant and we, we had one here. And so those funds really, really help us. And uh, so having the support on the from the government, from the federal government, from the state government, really helps us do that work. And then the law enforcement, the, the training is out there, and they're, they're doing these operations to try to hold the buyers accountable because it's a supply and demand business. And so if there wasn't the demand, the buyers right. out there, then we wouldn't have a problem. So we have to hold the buyers accountable, and, and they are addressing that, and it's, it's happening all across the state. Yeah. When or I, all across the nation. When I was working in, in news, you know, Parnell would call, you know, a little press conference, and it would be a board just filled with pictures yeah. of these guys. Now, you have been able to go along with them on these raids. Let's talk about what that was like for you. Yeah, I really appreciate, again, um, Sheriff McNamara, and what we were at a, a function, and he said, you need to come on one of these and see it from the other side, see the whole picture. And then from there, we just saw the need to have myself or our advocates there because um, when they can retrieve, they're after the trafficker or sure. they're after the buyers, but but girls get, um, or boys that are being trafficked, um, sometimes are present in those situations. And so they really value the partnership with advocates because they're there to get the bad guy. They're there to arrest them. They're there to get the evidence and, and process that. And they realize that what we can do is support that victim and get them to a safe place and relationally support them and connect them to the resources we have in our community. And so it's a great partnership. And they have really set the bar high um, for being able to do that. And so we're right there with them. And we really are honored to work with them. They're incredible. Yeah. And you've been able to to travel really all around the world. Let's yeah. talk about that big tri- trip you took. <laughs> yeah, we um, we have unbound offices in Mongolia, mm-hmm. in uh, South Africa, Cape Town, Indonesia, and in Cambodia. And our Mongolia team, um, they're doing fantastic work. They're rescuing girls right off the trains before they get trafficked into China and other areas, and they're doing phenomenal work. And they've been asking for several years that they needed, their prosecutors were asking for more training to prosecute human trafficking cases as well as investigations. And so um, Gabby Massey, who was here in mm-hmm. our DA's office, yeah. is now in the AG's office. She agreed to go to train the prosecutors, and um, Amanda Binger is a, is a uh, attorney with She's the director of Unbound, uh, Bryan College Station, went with us to train the law enforcement uh, attorneys. And then Detective Scarmucci came to train uh, the investigators. And the other thing that was so powerful, because they came from all over the country, and uh, we had, I think, I, I think we had about 140, something like that, um, prosecutors and uh, law enforcement um, personnel or, you know, detectives. And they had never really worked together really well as far as they'd never that had not been modeled for them. So to really see the power of, you know, Gabby as the prosecutor working with the investigator and how you could make really robust cases and really modeling that for him was a game changer for them. And and also what was so interesting is their laws are very similar to our laws. And their trafficking looks just like our trafficking. And that was shocking to them. It was actually shocking to us. Um, uh, they're, they're seeing the same thing. It's just a different country, different language. And so they, it was a really, really successful, incredible time to be there. 
I know Senator Don Cornyn has been a huge supporter of your work. And this past January, the president signed an executive order combating human trafficking and online child exploitation. Is this kind of is this helpful from from our elected leaders? Oh, absolutely. Incredibly helpful. I mean, we would do this work if we didn't have it, but it would be so much harder. They are passing the legislative, all kinds of legislative um, laws for us and holding the traffickers accountable. There are stout laws, especially in Texas. They're amazing. Cornyn has been at the forefront. They are putting funding behind it. Um, if our Governor Abbott has a whole child sex trafficking team that is really does an excellent job coordinating all the efforts across Texas. And so it means a lot. It's, it's putting the laws, it's putting the funding, and it's putting the expertise behind us, and it's really putting value on the work that we do. And we really couldn't have made the big impact without them. Well, and I know the, the president really established an office. Yes. Didn't they in the White Isn't this something new that yeah, he's been really behind this, and uh, Ivanka has really been behind um, all kinds of initiatives to combat human trafficking. They've recently put a lot more funds in it for this next year, and so those kind of things really go a long way because, uh, you know, when we started Unbound, we just started with volunteers, right, and then right. you start raising money and having staff, and now you really need the expertise on your staffs. You need the social workers. You need the um, clinical supervisors to do best practices. These are very wounded, vulnerable people if, if they've gone through trafficking. And so that takes the funding. And so they have really um, put that behind there. And so it's it's a, it's been a great partnership. Well, this is, of course, something I, w- I would like to hope that folks would want to become more aware of and, and figure out how they can help you. So how how can we begin to become more aware of human trafficking victims and, and what we can do to help? Uh, I think, you know, first of all, I would say to the parents out there, you know, I, I had I had someone reach out and say, my daughter's afraid of being trafficked, you know, and I understand Yeah, that. you want people just to yes. fear, but they don't need want, to be aware. Yeah, and so I just want to say, hey, don't be fearful. Build good relationships with your children. You know, build that safe environment. Have those conversations. The ones that are targeted are the ones where there's no one there protecting them. There's most of the time. It's the ones that um, are alone a lot that they really reach out to. And um so, so really building solid relationships with your children, talking about social media safety and having those protocols are really important. But then understanding what the signs are, because it is out there, because it's the community when we are educated on it. These are when the calls come in. This is when someone spotted a 15-year-old that, that happened here in our community that was running outside of a big rig truck. And it, oh. she ended up being on the missing and exploited uh, children list, and, and we were able to get her. Oh, but it, it was a community member who had been educated and said, that doesn't look right, and called the police, and they were there to do that. And so someone's called because at a hotel, they're like, why is he so much older and this young person's there? This just doesn't look right. And so being educated on the signs um, of trafficking and calling law enforcement is really important. Also, our community members serve on jurors. Mm-hmm. And I am so proud of our McLennan County District Attorney's Office. And they have gotten stout um, sentencing for, I mean, 12 consecutive life sentences on one of our 16-year-olds that was uh, trafficked. They've gotten 40 years. They recently, uh, two boys that were trafficked, they got two 99-year sentences and so they, having the community educated on this, they really understand it, and they understand how catastrophic this is for that individual that's been trafficked. And so the accountability for that, that perpetrator and that trafficker has been really hefty, and that's, that's been because people understand it and they're educated. We can protect our youth. So I say we don't, you know, sometimes people say, you know, 
McLennan County or Central Texas as a hotbed for human trafficking. I'm like, no, it's it's all over. Our community is just saying, hey, we won't tolerate this, and we're going to protect the vulnerable in our community. And I'm really, really proud of the agencies that are really fighting this with us. Well, and you're saving lives. I mean, the life expectancy of a child caught up in this is not very long. Yeah, there's there's some uh, research. It's since um, kind of been retracted because uh, there wasn't really enough numbers. Mm-hmm. But at one point they said the average lifespan of someone being caught in this and not getting out was seven years because of drug overdose or uh, disease, um, all kinds of different reasons. That That's a little, we don't quote that anymore because right. there needs to be some more research. But it is a very, very dangerous place to be, absolutely. And for them to be rescued from that. Uh, and I read on your website you had the kind of the story of a young woman, and, and she basically said, I, I thought this is what my life was. Right. Right. So it's it's important that we're out there. We do prevent a lot of prevention, um, small groups with um, some of the uh, more challenging situations in the, in the middle schools and um, high schools and things like that with people that are students that are struggling to really get in there with them. And to be able to say this does not have to be your life is super, super powerful. And to build those relationships and connect them to resources that really give them a future is incredibly rewarding. I'll tell you about a day just I had last week. So I went and had lunch with my honey, Marty. And on the way back, I stopped at a eye doctor's office as she's a supporter of Unbound and she employs one of our survivors. And I was picking up glasses because the week before one of our advocates had taken one of our um, male uh, youths that we were working with to get glasses. And she, and our advocate took a picture from behind him where he's sitting in a chair and our survivors there in her scrubs in this professional environment, thriving now, taking care of him. Oh my goodness. So that was so rewarding. Picked up the glasses, came back to my office and there my advocates are sitting with uh, an international victim. And this is someone who our law enforcement, this is the patrol guys, which are, I'm so proud of our law enforcement Waco police department. They're super educated on this. They spotted a, on a patrol, uh, three international people and there was drugs in the car. So they arrested them. We went and uh, visited with the woman, definitely determined that she was a trafficking victim. And she was held in detention because she was here illegally. But our advocates were able to continue to go see her, support her. And uh, the DA agreed, dropped the charges. ICE did not deport her. Our immigration attorney filed for a T visa. Law enforcement filed for a a continued presence to protect her um, while she's here now. And they're sitting there having lunch. And she is so, so happy. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. And then I got this picture delivered to hang in my office that uh, was painted by a survivor. And she didn't even know that she was an artist and she's this amazing painter until she got out of this and started her recovery. And she painted this beautiful picture that's in my office. And I'm like, that's why we do this. Such a rewarding yeah. result of the work that you've, the, the passion that you have for these people. Did you ever dream <laughs> what, you know, eight years ago, not that long ago? No, no, no. this was not what my, it would become. Yeah, no, I was not on my radar. I was happy doing what I was going to do, but I just had that holy unrest that, you know, someone could do every other job I was doing, but we needed more people in the fight to stop this human trafficking and to, to say no. Because can you imagine if we're not out there saying no, that it would become normalized even more and destroy these lives? And when you see someone getting their life back, finishing their college education, you know, working in an eye doctor's office, being successful, went to a wedding uh, just this last week. So we had another um, international uh, survivor and got to see her over a four-year period really get her life back and, and participate in her wedding. You know, that that's why we do what we do. 
And that's so rewarding. And now to be able to multiply that out through offices across the U.S. and then some international, and we, we, we are really desiring more. So that's what I would say to the audience, where can you help us financially support us? Because sure. it takes money to do this, but it is so worth it. And I'm really, really proud of all of our teams. They do best practices. They're excellent. And it is, it's, worth, it's worth the investment. So how can folks get in touch, learn more? Yeah, they can go to unboundnow.org, and they can learn about us. And um, we would really appreciate it, whether it's uh, volunteering or supporting us, praying for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate the community's support. Um, when they ask us to come train, uh, we, you know, we have uh, trainings that are certified like CNEs, things like that, and that's really helpful, or uh, training in the schools, classrooms, college campuses. It's really important that we continue to keep educated on this. Um, so a lot of times superintendents or principals open the doors for us to come do their staffs. That's super helpful because we want to continue to be there because that's, you know, students will come up and they'll, they'll, we had one student come up and said, I was trafficked in the other city I was in and my, my mom, we just moved here. So it really validated her experience to go, okay, this, there's there, this goes on in the world. I'm not this horrible, you know, person or Mm -hmm someone being able to disclose that that's going on in their life. And it's just really, really important or most important too, is to keep them from this happening that Mm -hmm. they realize when you go through some of these things that you're going, Hey, you know, that 30 year old that wants to be your boyfriend and you're 15, let's think about that. You know, (laughs) not a good idea. No. So we sometimes are able to say some things that maybe other people aren't that make them think. And so the, the community members are the ones that open the doors for us to do that. Well, I treasure our friendship, Susan, and I thank you so much for how you have just, stepped up to a problem said yes what can we do and and just stand back and look with awe and amazement at what has happened and the numbers of people and lives you've touched has just been incredible yeah well thank you you've always since day one you've really supported us and gave us a voice to be able to tell the community what we do and and we really are thankful for the community support because we couldn't do it without them and one more time that website unboundnow.org oh thank you susan peters yes thank you Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.